All right, Benny, Pulf, welcome back to Standard uh, Brindisi Business. Now that we're in lockdown, we're obviously going to welcome our great great man, Adrian, the coach. Uh, so welcome all. Hi, Jens. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Pleasure to be here. Uh, absolutely. A bit different to the last time we were here. We, we were in person at the footy club, which was quite fun. We had a, had a nice cup of tea, uh, saw the 19s train, had Benny Murphy in, and uh, now this is what we're back to. We're filming though, Josh. I know it's gonna. This is gonna be revolutionary for the Brindisi business. It's uh, all it's gonna, for radio though. Oh, speak for yourself, mate. Benny and I are pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good looking fellas. We'll be, we'll be fine. I reckon uh, you can set up a studio at Brindisi actually upstairs in the timekeeper's box. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Mickey Atherton reckons as well. He reckons that uh, we should be able to get that soundproofed, and it actually would work really well. We could probably take off like Dylan Friends, like your great mate Dylan Buckley. Oh yeah. Later. Yeah, yeah. He's fine, mate. Yeah, he's going well. So, Ada, you've now moved down to the beach back in your original house, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, just um, working down here at the moment. bit different scenery. Obviously, no one can come down here at the moment because of COVID. So, enjoying the time, you know, somewhere different. Don't have to drive to Brindisi, which is not great. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit different. It's nice. Good change of scenery. What's your, where's your go-to coffee in the morning? What, what's, the, what's the local for Adrian McBean? The kitchen, Tutkaruk, mate. Yeah, not not a good little drop, or is it the breakfast that wins you over? No, no breakfast. Not allowed no. to have breakfast, mate. On a special diet at the moment. Got to do the right thing, apparently. Daughter's meant to be getting married in a few weeks, but that won't be happening. So, um, okay, where's that supposed to be? Uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, what's the place in Fitzroy? The trendy hotel there upstairs. What's it called? Oh, not Fitzroy, St Kilda. Um, Edgy. Oh, Village Bell. Village Bell? No, no. The, the Prince? The Prince. Uh, the like Prince. Prince. Yeah. Prince, Prince of Wales. Yeah, Prince of Wales. No. So but that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So you've done your finest work there, Josh. Yes, I have, certainly. No, the, uh, by far the best is George Rowlands after after <laughs> the Sporting Globe one day. I think I think uh, the photos came out and Georgie had uh, aged about 30 years after seeing it and said he'd never drinking again. God, miss old Georgie. Yeah, he's a character. He's a character to say the least. But welcome, Ada. So realistically, very disappointing uh, end to our season, I suppose. Um, I know we've... Uh, we've had a few conversations around how we thought we were tracking okay. Obviously, that Fitzroy loss after the siren really hurts, and then missing missing Bowie and Delar sort of derailed us a little bit early on. Uh, we came back and had that good result against Haleybury. As much as we didn't win, we we lost by under a kick and and arguably could have won. Um, so, what are your thoughts and feelings on the post of 2021 before we delve into the actual uh, results and players' performances over the year? It's certainly a tough one because. You couldn't get a run at it at times, and that was really disappointing. And so it was, you know, everyone was looking forward to playing Bo Morris because it's what local footy is all about, too, setting up that rivalry. And, and obviously both clubs are looking forward to that. It was going to be Bowie's big day. And no matter where you are and how you're going, obviously in the past it's always been a good you know, a good game. And, you know, the year before with Hayes, um, we got over the top of them a couple of times, which was good. So it was really disappointing to, to not meet them. And also, you know, obviously DLR as well, uh, which we didn't get to meet at all, which is pretty hard. But certainly, um, you know, a, a difficult year at times, trying to manage it and trying to get the message, obviously, to the players that we might be playing next week or it could be two weeks away, it could be three weeks away, look after yourself and, and train and do what you have to do. But we know that's pretty tough to handle. I mean, mentally, you've got to worry about your own self besides, you know, your footy and so forth. But, but overall... Um, 
you know, at times we certainly matched it uh, with the top sides and um, we sort of bridged that gap, even though we didn't bridge it so much wins and losses, who knows how the year would have ended up. But um, we bridged the gap from the year before of the top sides and obviously challenged them and it would have been a good result to get a, get over a couple and that Fitzroy game, I think uh, we had momentum going into that and that sort of set us back a little bit, hurt us, uh, hurt our spirit a fair bit. And it, we sort of dropped away a little bit Um which was which was really hard and it was a it was a bit of a killer for us all. We thought we were home and we're all sitting back and thinking he's not going to kick it from there. He kicked it from there. I reckon um, I was I reckon I was uh, standing next to Pulf in the goal square and we're all talking about oh we we might have to touch it. I reckon as soon as it left his boot, I reckon I looked around and all of us just knew exactly where it was going. It never looked like missing. It was yeah. And to see him see him jump the fence and carry on and all that kind of stuff, you know, you felt really happy for him not, but um, you know. They were pretty happy about it and gave them a lift as well. Um, so that was a bit of a hard one, but it certainly showed some, you know, some great science. The game against Halebury was a ripper. To lose, obviously, Shawnee and Tooley, you know, so early, two key players, uh, the way they go about it, they're so important to our structure. But uh, that was one I thought we were going to get over the top on that one, that's for sure, and that, that would have made a hell of a difference to us going forward. Yeah, and that's probably uh, as dis- like, as disappointing as the ha- uh, the Fitzroy game because they were back to back in the end. Yeah. So the the last two games, uh, I think we lost. Well, we lost the first one obviously after the siren, and the the last one we lost what with thirty four sec thirty fifty seconds to go. Like yeah, it, it it wasn't one of those ones where you like yeah. And then we yeah. then from there they sort of got their the wind in their sail and they won the next set of clearance and we we're trying to get it. We we're trying to push it uphill really, weren't we? Yeah, we were, but it was probably uh, one of our best performances for the year, I reckon, all round. At times, we've been challenged and sides have kicked goals against us and we've found it hard to get back. But that game, we were sort of, you know, we were three or four down, probably a bit more than that. And we showed so much spirit to come back after losing Shawnee and Tooley. And I thought that was some great signs there. And, um, you know, I spoke to Wardy after the game and, you know, he said that we were the most probably physical side he's ever played against, which was good. So some good feedback, but, um, yeah, it was a tough one, that's for sure. Yes. So, look now. Uh, the probably the the w- w- which would you, would you call that our probably our best performance for the year? What would you what would you say was our probably our, our finest performance or the one where you walked away as a coach going, "Geez, like these guys, these guys are doing what I want, and we're getting the results we deserve, or the results we don't necessarily we didn't really see." I thought I thought that our, our round one starting off against Parkdale was probably. A really difficult one, even though it was an ex- one expected to win and all that kind of stuff, and there was a lot of noise about how shit they were going and everything. So it was probably the worst time to play them, and then to head into round two against Uni, obviously at Uni, was a you know a bit of an eye opener against a really good quality side. But I thought times of that game, I thought we moved the ball really well, we we defended really well, and obviously. You know, one of those games, five minutes in the last quarter, we were thereabouts within a goal and we kicked the next one and we get a bit of scoreboard pressure, but they finished off better than we did. So so I thought I was really pleased with that. Um, we play some really good footy on a big deck uh, and the way that we moved the footy against Carey, take away where Carey are and what they're doing, um, I thought that was one of the games as well. Just on a big deck, we moved it really well and we, we pretty much evened it up, I suppose. So... So that, that was probably at times um, against most sides, I thought there were signs there, and, but we just, you know, failed to capitalise on it and just to be consistent about it for four quarters. Now, uh, obviously, we had Benny and Pop. Benny played a, How many games of senior footage did you play this year? Four. Uh, four games. Four? Jeez, eight are straight onto it. So, Benny, someone that came in. So you played the played round one, round two? 
Correct. Yep. And then they what got did you managed. do? They yeah. got managed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then went back and played some really good twos footy, and then came back up. And so game three and four against uh, that would have been against Blacks and Haleybury. Oh, so you've played in a fair bit of success so far. Yeah. <laughs> <Lots of> it. <laughs> so, um, so Benny, what was something that you've really enjoyed from this season that, like, playing 19s, making the jump, obviously we lost last year because of COVID, something that you really enjoyed, something you found really challenging and something that um, the coaches really helped you with and sort of gave you a bit of a basis for? Um, probably something just enjoyed is actually starting to play footy with, you know, different people. You do four or five pre-seasons working with under-19s up, you know, training with all different types of blokes and then, you know, to get some games in with both of you guys and then, you know, other leaders of the club. But then also have that mateship come in, you know, with like playing the last few years with like Locke, Gods, Duff, all those boys. And then that transitioning from 19s to seniors is something I think that you really appreciate having those um, relationships go all the way through. So, what did you think of the standard, Benny? Did you think it, when you were playing it, did you think it was going to be what it was? Yeah, pretty pretty similar to what I thought it was. Obviously, having a few mates that went up in previous years of 19s and getting a bit of word from them about, you know, just speed and and the size and just like the less time you have moving the footy, I think is probably one thing that jumped out at me. But in terms of everything else, I pretty much thought it was what it was going to be. So, wasn't did you think too you, surprised? Did you think you were going to play senior footy this year? Um, I thought I'd get a crack. Yeah, I mean, obviously after after a few beers, he was very quick to tell me uh, in 2019 <laughs> we'll we'll be we'll be teammates in 2020. You and I we'll be we'll be we'll be teammates. Really I looked at him and and then uh, nothing wrong with a bit of confidence. And well, then yeah. round, round one, as we walk into 2021, he said, "Hey, we would be teammates," and uh, <laughs> correct, we were. So that was a that was a nice little one for you, Benny. Do you remember that, or was it were a bit uh, a bit worse for wear at that moment? Yeah, that's probably just the beers talking, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who knows about those ones? But um, nah. Um, in terms brothers. of you say some challenges, was it, Josh? Sorry, you also said yeah, some, just some challenges. Um, obviously, being an interrupted year with COVID is never easy, and that kind of threw a span in the works. But um, probably different positions playing. I mean, the last probably five six years of footy, I've been playing off the half back flank, and then to come up and start on the wing and then move into the forward line and then go back down into the into the twos and play a bit of midfield time kind of it was a it was a good challenge to you know learn different positions and play different roles but definitely something I have to keep going at and find a pathway with what suits yeah excellent um so Ada, what would be so if we were to look back and look at some of the guys? So like a Gods is probably a, is obviously a first year player. Kai Stretton's a first year player. Who would be the like uh, your favourite for best first year player on presentation? Oh, oh favourite? There's no favourites, Josh. Uh, we're talking about we're talking about the TAB here, mate. We're talking we're not talking about the favourites in, in terms of your mm. favourite. We're talking about best first year player that came in had a really good impact, or a couple of guys like th- three or four guys that were. Not so much surprises, but the ones that really took you took you by by the eye. Yeah, well, I think um, it's probably there are a few, and I, I I think I was thinking about the other day. I think there would have been, or oh, I don't know, maybe I don't know how many. There might have been eighteen players that played, or probably less than that, that played less than fifteen games throughout you know their senior career. When you think about, obviously, Goody and Barbs and um, Cowden. Uh, Miller, Stretton, Gods, Mitchy uh, Arthur, Mitchie Arthur, Cam, uh, Cam Duff, Duffy, 
Yeah, there's quite a few of them, and even a couple of blokes that have been there for a little while. McCready, I'm not sure. How many senior games McCready played? Well, uh, Hayes really gave him his first chance. So um, I don't – like, unless he played five – I think he played five or six under Hayes and did really yeah. well and then played a couple more under you. Yeah, Lockie, Lockie Willie, obviously, Wiggers. Uh, we mentioned Gods before, Michael Lewis, Nick Gretsch. There's certainly a few of them, but um, Kai Stretton certainly came in and showed a bit of a bit of spark, didn't he? He was um, yeah, absolutely. He had a fair bit of confidence in his own ability, is what you need, um, and he was certainly showed a lot of spirit as well. Uh, Lockie Willie, I thought uh, his back half of the year was outstanding. He played six senior games, used the ball really well down back, made really smart decisions, and I wasn't sure whether he'd be a backman because I think in time he's going to be a really good mid. Um, He's, you know, if he gets his tank right, he's going to be a really good player. Not that he isn't at the moment, but um, he probably surprised me a little bit uh, in a really good way. Um, and then Gods, well, I know there's a lot of love in this room for Gods. Um, no, 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 not so much uh, in us. It'll probably be in tomorrow night's recording when uh, when Joel <laughs> McKee, McKee steps into the into the, the ring of fire. Yeah, I, I don't know who 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 coached him to uh, lift his arms up and set himself free. Whoever told him that and did some work on him did a super super work really because he's really good contested footy. So at times when you think about it, Josh, when even you're in the middle, you know we'd have Kai Stretton and Gods and so young, um, and then with the balance as well. So there was a range. Um, Michael Lewis, uh, you know, um, I will you know I will tell you the truth. There is a bit of love for Louis. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Senior footy did really, you know, served him well because he was sort of struggling mentally at the drags and didn't have a lot of confidence and, and got thrown about a little bit and wasn't sure where he's he suited. And then he came to us and played some really good footy, got some confidence and went back there. And I, I believe his footy at the Dragons has been outstanding. He's been in the best five or six the last few games. And we hope um, that that heads in the right direction for him. And I think he's one that um, has certainly got all the assets to play at a high level. And I hope he goes that way. So... So there are a bunch of them, to be quite honest, that, um, you know, set us in good stead, really. And, you know, I think we played, I don't know, I think it was 35, 36 players. Um, and I think there was about maybe eight. I don't know how many played every game. There weren't a lot. Um, um, I'll have a quick look. One, two, three, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight. So yeah, Calvez yeah. Wines, uh, Barnes, Palfrey, Arthur, Cowan, and Brown. So Jackson yeah. Cowden missed one on and James Mangoni, sorry. So Yeah, so if you think about Big Al, I mean how many games has he played? Well he only played the three games. Like I think that's what uh, we spoke about really well was um when after we played Blacks, Josh Debman had a good chat with me about Brownie and I said, mate, he's only played yeah like, dead dead set reckon ten games of senior footy and he just looked at me like you're kidding that and I was like, yeah. mate, this guy's gonna be really good and we know it. We've just got to get 20, 30, 20, 40 more games of senior footy into him and you know he's yeah. gonna be a star. And we're pretty fortunate when you think about it, how hard it is to try and recruit Ruckman and get somebody who's going to serve their time. And we're very fortunate that we're going to get him for the next, you know, 10 years. He's pretty much going to be our Ruckman and we can really work with him. And and so he, he's been super. We know the work he's done off the field and he, he understands. It, sometimes, sometimes a little bit too scary for my liking. The, I would say too, yeah. <laughs> you've, got to have, you've got to have different people, different strokes, mate. Uh, the, Samuel button into his room and him uh, him letting him know that he was doing a plank was one of the more interesting ones. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It was like um, I thought. Yeah, I thought we we showed a lot in our junior, and you know, it's one of those years where we were obviously it's been difficult for that younger group for the last two years of footy of trying to get some development into them as well. And 
but what's really pleasing is their pre-seasons. I don't think, you know, with Benny here and and Cam and, and Kizer and everybody, like, I don't reckon they missed the session, really, uh, from start to finish, and it was so pleasing. And, uh, you know, the numbers were outstanding, but those boys certainly went off and did their own stuff at the gym, and I thought their commitment was just was super, really. Couldn't fault yeah. it. And especially those, talk about those younger guys. Um, I know Duff and uh, Mitchie Arthur started in the, playing yeah. senior footy. Uh, and so you can sort of see off the basis of a really good preseason how, like, it's so important for these guys and continuity with their footy. Um, and like Duff and Mitchie are going to be very good senior footballers yeah. when they get their chance. And their chance will come soon. It's just a pity that they've lost the chance to play another 10 games of footy this yeah. year. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we know how Mitch, and you know, he's, he's like his brother. I mean, they're really good users of the footy, so we need people on that on our side. So it's disappointing for him, but he'll be okay. Now, uh, so just to doubt, we've sort of talked about a few of our younger guys. Now, a few of the guys, like so, oh. Polf was one that sort of surprised me a little bit. Like uh, he's been around the club, I think, as many years as I have. So when when he when I first came across, he was playing under nineteens um, and always looked like he was going to become a senior footballer. He sort of stalled a little bit, and he sort of developed a fair bit. Um, so who else would be one of those guys in those in that category? It's been the club for a while. That's come on a, a long, a, a bit more than you expected this year. Um, well, I think Pulf. I don't think for me it wasn't a surprise with Pulf. The the issue with me was trying to work out where he'd be best suited for us and what his role would be. And so I always sort of thought of him as that pretty much that link and that target and that second ruckman at times if we needed to go to. And I think he's really smart that he can play that lead-up role. And then um, the great man Pearls said to me, "I reckon he's, you know, he's going to be a really good defender." And I said, "I, I know he can defend, but we probably need him up forward because we didn't know how big Jim was going to go, and we needed that other target, obviously with Tooley being down. But once when Tooley was there, our structure was fine. So, so I must commend Paul. I thought he had a really good year. Um, he, he started off as just a key defender and then started to understand to play some real smart defence. And I thought the game against Carey set him alight as well. And it's a good group down there. I don't know about those defenders. You know what do they say? Yeah. Back, back six get six, mate. I don't think any of the. I don't think any of those back six do get chicks. But we'll we'll <laughs> roll with it. But I think, for, you know, they gelled really well. Zach's, Zach's really smart. And I said to Lack, it's, it's Zach sort of the last couple of games that he's the future leader of the club. He's really smart. He needs to speak up more. And I spoke to him about that, especially for next year, to, you know, to knock some of your old blokes out of that group, to put his hand up and, and really drive it forward. And Pulp's one of those as well. So, um, yeah, so there weren't – I, I sort of wasn't surprised that much with anybody because you sort of back him in. Um, yep. But Jackson Cowden, um, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 a really good footballer. He, he, I'm yeah. not sure where his best position is going to be. Um, he was really good on a wing, but he can play forward. He, he doesn't want to play back because he doesn't know how to defend. He reckons, but um, he knows how to defend. He's okay. He, can, he doesn't have to defend down there. Any help? Yeah, no. Five of you can do it. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, you know, there's always one person that back six that doesn't defend, and yeah, we've, exactly. we've already got we've, we've already got Bevo there, so I'm not sure if we can have two of them. Well, we had Bevo and Stewie, didn't we? Yeah, so uh, well, and Josh Stewie... was down there for a bit as well. Oh yeah, well, hang on a second. There you go, Locke. Yeah, that's right. There was three of them. Hey, 
I didn't even play a regular game. That's how quickly how how, how quickly you guys realised I couldn't defend. So I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I was really like, happy, I was really happy with Stu because I think Stu's an outstanding footballer and he's a yeah. perfect small forward for us. Um, it yeah. can be a frustrating role for him because sometimes you, you can find yourself out of the game, as Benny would know. But he's really smart around goals. He's great front and centre. And I think he's going to be one of those who's going to kick you 25 goals for the year under mm. Jim's foot. And I was really happy with the way Stu finished the year as well. Yeah, so he finished... he's a solid bet for an anytime goal scorer as well. He is a solid bet. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and, he, and he loves a good celebration as well, whether it's he his does. goal or someone, else, someone else's goal. And he's a good tackler too for a forward. Yeah, loves tackling that mm. bloke. He, I think he'd, he'd, he'd honestly rather tackle than get the footy. Yeah, he, was, sure. he was just he was just born to tackle. Um, yeah. So we've sort of spoken about that, and then obviously um, we've spoken a little bit about the discontinuation. And so our best and fairest winner in 2019, Bevo, he sort of didn't get a great – even though he played 10 of the 11 games, he didn't get a great run at it where he did his – was it Williamstown where he hurt his hammy in the first five minutes? Yeah. And then he got the, yeah. Yeah, got the corky. Like he just – he never got it. Like he managed to get himself up, but he's one that you're looking forward to seeing bigger and better things in 2022. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't get a good run of it. Um, he obviously got injured early in a couple of games, and we know what he's like. He's so courageous, and um, you know he's the great man that came up with the word grit, uh, yeah. which shocked us all. Um, I don't know where he got it from, but it was outstanding. I'm um, surprised he could actually say a word. That's <laughs> don't worry just, about grit. I know. I Did just he spell it right. He did spell no, it right. And, and everyone understood it when he said it. That's the most yeah. bizarre part. I know. He's probably the best texter I've ever ever come across. He, he's one of those blokes that texts you. He goes, Ada. I go, what? He goes, what's going on? It takes him about five. Anyhow, it's another story. <laughs> Some but, of the, I think, what, 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 was the last, what was the last message you were talking in the you know, little leaders chat, uh, Ada? And he's just like, well, I think the conversation had st- stopped. And then about five hours later, he just comes in and goes, yeah, he'll be there next year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know. Just, uh, I know. It just beats to he beats to the sound of his own drum, and uh, it's pretty funny when you hear when you see some of the the footage of Luke, and he talks to him about it when uh, Luke was on like some TV shows, and you just go, "My dad's the biggest whopper," and we just go, "Mate, you are exactly the same. You look the same and sound the same," and he just goes, "Oh yeah, whatever." Yeah, and just yeah. it just it just carries on. So obviously, um, now we're. You and I had a phone call the other day, Ada. We haven't locked you in for 2022, but you're pretty keen to go around again, and we look, we as a playing group look forward to having you. Where, well, where, where do you see, our, as a playing group, where's our big improvement uh, going to stand and where's it going to come from? I think our biggest improvement is just consistency and understanding where games are at. Um, sometimes you can use youth as an excuse, and, and obviously that balance could be really difficult when you might be playing, you know, 10 guys who, you know, haven't played a lot of footy. So I think for us going forward, it's just to be more consistent. And I think I think as a club, we've just lacked a little bit of belief at times uh, from the previous couple of years. And whether we've been hurt with close losses, not so much last year, but the year before, we've sort of got to get that out of, out of our head and just get some belief and understand when things aren't going our way, we, we do have to fight the fight and, and understand what a nil-all draw is and then work through it and then away we go again. And we've done that at certain times this year and then at times we haven't done it. So, so as a group, I think, um, you know, let, let's let's hope and understand we get a full run of it next year in pre-season. And I think one of the things we will do is when we get clearance is we're going to have some interviews with each and every one of you, uh, especially that senior squad, and just talk to you about, 
you know, the sheets we filled out at the start of the year, what were your goals? How did we go with them? You know, we talk about, you know, like even someone like Benny talking about where he's favoured to play, what he really likes to do in regards to that. And then we talk about improvements. So, so having a pre-season and having some focus around where we need to improve as individuals. So, you know, not so much about getting in a gym, but understand, you know, our efficiency by hand or by foot, what we need to work on, decision-making and so forth. And then having a clear structure going forward of those key areas. And I think we'll certainly get, we'll get to that um, if we get a good run of it. As the list itself, you know, it, it is, you know, we've got to get our heads around it. It is local footy and, um, you know, we trust with what we've got. And we're certainly, you know, we, when you think about that first practice match to, to lose this um, was pretty big for us. Uh, and then to lose Hutch, um, dinted our spirits, let alone our list and what we thought was going to happen. And then obviously Bailey Berry as well. Um, he's a kid that's just done all his work and was ready to go and was going to back himself into play senior footy. And so that set us back a lot. And we just couldn't get consistency this year, um, even when we think about the players that missed a couple of games and, and so forth, which is really difficult. So I think... You know, we just got to get that right. Our depth, our depth is okay. You can tell by, you know, Maddie, Maddie, Matt's side that um, their spirit was outstanding. I thought they had a super year, um, and you know, just the camaraderie and the culture was just. I thought it was really good. So we've got that right. We've certainly got the social functions right. I've attended a couple, and he's um, both are going okay. Um, so you've got that right. We've just got to get that on the field a little bit more than what we have in the past and just, you know, get, I suppose, right across the board um, and understand what it takes. You know, are we looking to recruit? Yeah, we are, sure, you know, and we hope that maybe a couple of ex-players might find their way back. Uh, I know we've got a couple of VFLs, so we'll have a couple of conversations to them if they're ready to leave the system um, to come back. And if they're not, um, you know, finish VFL and enjoy it and, and play the highest you know, you possibly can. I'm okay with that because when the time comes, it'll be okay. So, so we just got to work on that, and then just hopefully um, a few things go our way. But uh, I'm confident that we're going in the right direction. That's for sure. Now, just touching on what you're saying about uh, getting everything right at that time and understanding where it all is is uh, important. And it's pretty funny how um, I'm looking at two wins at the moment: the carry and the the Ajax game are really interesting games for us, aren't they? Because uh, at, at halftime, we were down by eight points against Kerry and they kicked four goals to two in that second quarter. And against Ajax, we're down by four points and they're, we're up at half up at half time, kicking with the wind in the third. And we yeah. turn, turn at three-quarter time, we're down by four points. And in both those games, we got that balance really right, didn't we? So, like, it shows yeah. that when, when we do get it right, how good we can be because kicking into that, in, into that wind against Ajax was never going to be easy. But it... For some reason, it never seemed like a problem, and it never even seemed it was a challenge, absolutely. But it never seemed like it was out of our control. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think um, that Ajax was really important because at three quarter time, there, you know, you get in your head, the wind is blowing, and so it's going to be really difficult for you. But that was an outstanding quarter of footy, and so was that Kerry one as well. Um, so, you know, and those top two sides, I thought, you know, credit to Harlebury, they've recruited really well. They've obviously had some good players that have come back to the club that have been there before. So, you know, all, all keys to them, really. Uh, and uni, they're always strong. They've just got a really good balance right across. And I think for them, it's all, you know, everyone measure. a lot of people measure you on, you know, your top five or six, but 
it's the other way around. You know, you sort of not they're not your bottom five or six, but those players that can really play a role. And Uni always get that right. And they're generally a little bit older um, and probably a little bit more physical as well. Um, and we hope in time that we get that as well. You know, we start to get some senior footy in there, but. You know, get big Richo back out there next year. I mean, he finished the year off really well, and um, and I'm not going to say he surprised me because um, I'd be lying, but he did surprise me a little bit. Uh, it was very funny. I uh, I tell you, there's a there's a leader local article uh, going around at the moment about the blokes who are closer to forty than they are thirty, and Simon's one of those. So we we look forward to seeing <laughs> we look forward to seeing Simon's name in those uh in those ancient players going around in Victorian sub suburban football. So keep an eye on leader local football for that one. But apart from that, Ada, look, we're looking forward to some big things from some of our guys. So, um, yeah, we look forward to getting you appointed this what, by hopefully next week and then uh, we'll get the president can get things rolling and we'll, all of a sudden we'll be uh, back and laughing at the footy club in no time. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Clarko's out of the picture now, Josh. So you know, I should be. Uh, now, you, now you and Teague are very good mates. So you're going to get you're going to get Teague down as a two IC if Ross the boss comes into Carlton. That's pretty sad about Teague, isn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty mm. embarrassing, isn't it? I, I thought Teague. Uh, I thought he summed it up pretty well when he, when you're talking about high performance reviews and you're finding out things through the media rather than the footy club. I thought that's a pretty pretty fair assessment of where that club's at at the moment. Yeah, but I how's it to be, really to be told like, um, oh, like we're going to hold, just put you on hold until we speak to Clarko, and then turn back around and go, oh no, Clarko doesn't want to be the coach. We'll have you. Like that's pretty. That'll leave a sour taste in my mouth. I think so, and even even the messaging around, like it's been it's been a hard one, like for someone like Cripper for the year, and obviously, when you think about it, he's always trying to get up each and every week because he feels so responsible and so important to that side. And then obviously for him to be a bit crook last week and have that sore foot and then come in and not kick the footy. Um, and then obviously the messaging around that from Tiggy was like, you know, um, how did that happen? How did I not know about it? So I don't know. It's going to be really tough. And I think the Ross, the boss will be re will be appointed tomorrow. Tomorrow? So is that the, is that the mail on the street? Well, I, th I think it was the mail about six weeks ago, to be honest. Well, it, yeah, it's right. only, but it, it only seems to have changed since they've had that um, director of football handover with um, Diesel Williams. So Diesel Williams, obviously being appointed today, he's uh, he's heavily in the roster boss camp, isn't he? Now that Clarkson's gone, like well, that, that old school. You got to remember, um, I think when um, when roster boss was an assistant, I don't know if it was to Pegs, I forget who it was, but he was there when they were still around there. So Sticks was there, Adrian Gleeson were there. So there's a lot of love for him, and obviously that old school liked the way he went about his footy, and they, they probably need a bit of tough love down there, but I think Teague has been pretty tough the last few weeks, and I don't know. It's disappointing for him because everyone has a crack at him about their draft picks, but it's about development. You can't get that many draft picks wrong over a certain period of time. Well, that's I, think, what I, yeah, that's what, I think that's what someone else in the media came out and said. Um, you, you go through Mouldhouse, Bolton, and then back to Teague, and now you're going to fire him. Like, coach is the issue. Surely there's got to be some other issues outside of your coach and your culture and your standards from yeah. your CEO down, including your board. Yeah, I know. And it's you, you would, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to read about it. It's, it's really difficult because, you know, like every, every one of us, we, we love our own sides and so forth. And you see a little bit what's going on down there and hear a little bit of it as well. And sometimes you sort of think that. You, you know, I won't say you get your right whack, but um, you know, I don't know. Luke Says has been on that board for 10 years. So, 
uh, I don't know. Everyone's got to put their hand up. So who knows? Anyhow, we've just got to back the doggies to win the flag now. Their midfield, their midfield looks cooked though, doesn't it? Like they're just not getting the job done and that's probably their most important part. And I suppose they're going to have to play Stefan Martin. He's probably the, the big inclusion for them coming into this weekend. Yeah, I think so. And I just think that GWS, they have this little bit of belief about them. They're the primed. Moment. And those kids, you know, Lockie Ash and a few of those boys have all of a sudden found their niche and they've got a bit confident about the way they're going. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win a couple. Um, and they'll, beat, they'll beat Sydney. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll knock Sydney. I that's one That's one that I almost, yeah, wouldn't even match the bet. Would just take it GWS straight out. Your man, Toby Lock, he'll kick seven, won't he? He'll be the norm, I reckon. I reckon they'll make their Whoa. way all the way to the granny. I think, you know, it's, it depends on where. Could, can the grand, like, I know they've come out saying they want the grand final in WA. Is there a chance it might be in Adelaide if Port Adelaide make it? No. Nah. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, they have Adelaide? No, Adelaide can, Adelaide can have full. Yeah, but McGowan's a knob, so. But could, but could you imagine if you were Geelong or Port Adelaide and you lose your first qualifying final and you have to come up against GWS? Like, that's just the. That's a, I think that's the that's matchup. That's, that's a side of death. Once you're in that semi final onwards against, I reckon that's a bad side to be on. So, that first. Mm. Uh, first First qualifying final between Port Adelaide and Geelong sort of sets them up for finals, I think. I know. And, it, and yep. if Coniglio can't even get a look in at the moment, you just got well, to ask the question, don't you? Do you reckon he's, do you reckon he's back now? Do you reckon he's back after playing uh, a little bit as a sub and then a bit as the in the in the twos? Like, would he have enough enough match fitness now that he comes in? Or is, are they, do you reckon they're just ha- happy with Lockie Ash and all the kids that are running through the midfield now? Because even Taranto can't get in there. I don't know. It's going to be. I don't know. Even is that green? He's been. Is that green being an injured, or he just hasn't got a gig? He got dropped. Hasn't got a gig. Yeah. <sighs> Imagine him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he'd slide into like another ten midfielders, don't you reckon? He's a their midfield mate. depth is just crazy. Yeah. And the scary part is they got picked two this year as well. So, can, I wonder mm-hmm. if Canelio will explore his options at the end of this year. Oh, I don't. Fremantle. Yeah, I think so for sure. I yeah, reckon. to Fremantle. Do you reckon yeah. that's how the well, Adam Jared, yeah? Adam I was going to say, do you reckon that's how the chair, the Cherid deal gets done? Yep, potentially. Because JWS would get Carlton's first pick, Carlton would get Chera, uh, hmm. Freeman would get Cornelio. Yeah, Carlton have got pick six, haven't they? Yeah, well, Cornelio and O'Meara are friends, so let's hope for Hawthorne that uh, Cornelio comes across there, Mitchell, at, at, at the ship. We're, we're not as bad as what you think. Hawks are great. Hawks are the real deal. We're playing finals, top four next year. Don't worry about us. Oh, God. That's a big statement. <laughs> now, Benny, have you got a multi for Ada to get on? Yeah, give us a multi, Benny. Oh, jeez. Got to give me a bit of warning, Josh. You just throw me straight yeah. under it. Well, Week one of the oh. finals, multi. Give me a bit of time, Benny. Give me, a, give me a, each one of you, give me your top three B and F. For the first eight beats? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Barnes. Yep, Barnes. Uh, Calvis. Um, you can vote yourself if you want, Josh. I can see you. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for something. Uh, Barnes, Calvis, and maybe Jimmy Mangoni. He might sneak in there as a third. And, uh, yeah. I'm going... Barnes, Calvez, Cowan, and Sam Barker to win the twos BNF by the length of Flemington Strait. 
I think I, I think Sam Barker will have the two's best and fairest uh, wrapped up after round five. Yep. His first four right. his first four games of footy were unbelievable. The only person well, that could the only person that could probably take it off him is Benny. And the problem is Benny's played probably the four games in the scene. Is really going to just take him back because mm. Barks probably would get eight, will probably get eighteen votes those th- four weeks. Well, they both got. Big. Well, and then the last game of footy, he kicked three three and had about thirty. Yeah, Barker or Goodchild. Mm. Barker. Barker. Yeah, it's not a bad day. He's turned into a goal kicker. How, well, how, good, how good would it be if the thirds get up and we go? We oh, get the opportunity to go oh, watch and play. And stab some goals and just like have a couple of beers. That would be gold, wouldn't it? Imagine if oh, they won it. Oh. The best, the best. Imagine, imagine some of the dribble coming out of Jimmy Culliver's mouth. It's, it's not, it's, <laughs> between him and Kai, it's between him and Kai Beveridge. I don't know who would be worse uh, in trying to understand. I think we'd see some be beers good. from Joel. Some big yeah, beers. Yeah. Joel, and yeah. Jasper Gordon. Well, as we as, as we as we found out in this podcast, uh, Joel McKee has left his mates and. When he has left, his mates have had a lot of success. So this could be his little, his little comeback, St. Bede's uh, fairy tale, as you like to say. Yeah, well, or his parting gift. He might, he, he may as well leave then for the last month and then <laughs> let someone else coach, and he, we actually might win. Well, that was a that was a whisper. He came on board, and they got done by ten goals. And uh, that team previously hadn't won a game before he took over, so there was already Vaffa, a re- revolt planning. Have the Vaffa put an end date on when it has to finish by yet? Uh, I think um, at the moment they're having dis- the AFL Victoria t- uh, discussing with councils about if they can extend the season and Cricket Victoria have agreed to that. So it just depends on what agreements they can get in with local councils and ground availabilities. And apparently, I think relegation promotion, they're looking at one up and one down, hey? One up, one down. Funny how yeah. collegians are in that A-grade second spot and not coming down, one of the A-grade powerhouses. But it'll be interesting to see, mm. right? So you've missed two years of footy. So, for instance, if you're Monash, you've had a good list, you've missed out twice to win a premiership, and Parkdale have to go down. Like, there's just no way they can't go down. But you've spent two years building towards a premiership. And so for some of those guys that are at the end of their career, they might turn around and go, no, I want to win a C-grade flag. So how do you reckon that how – do, how does that all play out? It's going to be a tough one for them, isn't it? It's. I mean, yeah. I've heard they want to go down um... – Parkdale, that is. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. So, they, so they, there was talks of them leaving to the southern, but the girls, their girls are really strong, similar to ours. I think I believe they've got two teams, and the girls' football in southern is nowhere near as well structured as as the Vaffa. So that sort of kept that whole club together, and they reckon that's probably the best thing that's happened to them. So they're staying, but they have to go down. They, they like they can't. You can't have a club do that for two years in a row. And conversely, in A grade, you've got Trinity who are in the exact same boat who have been getting pretty much smacked every week, similar to Parkdale. Well, have Trinity been down on the yeah, bottom so, for the last so two that, years? Uh, yeah, bottom four uh, in that in that period. Mm. Or thereabouts. I'll have a quick have a quick look. I'll get it up for us. Uh, but yeah, like well, once they lost that Brandon, uh, what was his name, Brandon Yatso or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. they lost that whole core group, there was about a five or six of them around that age. Well, they, 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 the they played finals. in two, yeah, two grand finals. Yeah, but once so, they yeah. sort of moved on, then it was sort of. So in two thousand and nineteen, they stayed up by. So they they stayed up ahead of Delar. So D-Lar won five games. They won five games. Just Trinity had two draws against Brighton and Collegian. So you could say they're probably a little bit better. Um, they're a bit ahead of D-Lar, but obviously they have, they're probably similar to us when we got relegated. We probably needed to go down for that confidence as much as anything, but we, which we haven't found again. 
Yeah. We will. We will. Benny, you got a multi for us? Come on, Benny, give us a multi. I do. Four legs. Finish it off. All right, so we'll take Pulse Giants to win over the Swans. Oh, lovely. Yep. $2.26. Really? Um, It's money for Jetlin. Yeah, it is. Dees and Brisbane to go over 153.5. Highest growing game at the Gabba, I reckon. Whoa. That'll be a shootout. That, uh, Adelaide, 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 Adelaide Oval. Adelaide, yeah, Adelaide Oval. You got it right. No, no. That, that, the, Melbourne can't kick a score. The elimination finals are in um, Tassie. And then you're going to take the Dogs to beat Essendon at $1.55. What yep. are the Bombers in that game? Uh, I think they're about $2.27, I think. If we I can't. Any good. And then... To boost up the odds a little bit, uh, Jeremy Cameron for 15 touches. So oh, four of those legs oh. get um, $18.14. Okay. So how, much, how, how, much are we, uh, how much are we putting on that one, mate? Uh, 25. 25? It's a 453 25. return. What's in, the, uh, what's in the footy trip, kitty boys? Well, about 3K, so that could... Are we, are we going to really break some big news on the Brindisi business here, Pulf? Uh, if you'd like to, Josh, well, to oh. fair, we don't really know what we're doing because we don't we don't really know what's going on with all the lockdowns and stuff. Yeah, so there's a chance footy trip might be cancelled, Beanie. Uh, so what we're there's a proposal in the works at the moment that we're going through, which will be a Friday trip down to the peninsula, play some golf, uh, get some accommodation down there, have it go to the pub, uh, probably Sereno Hotel would be the finest establishment down there, and then um, the bus back up on Saturday morning with heading to Caulfield, Caulfield Cup, Marquee, boys, boys having fun. Well, I'd be, I'd be in that actually. Yes. So, Me and um, yeah, exactly right. So we're planning that hopefully that we can get a Marquee at Caulfield and then uh, from there the world's our, sort of our oyster, which we're sort of, we're hoping that can sort of culminate in a silly, potentially in a silly Sunday slash footy trip event, which, Everyone can go to, and if you've got stuff on the Friday, you can do the Saturday. If you've got stuff on the Saturday, like weddings and stuff, you can just do the Friday. So it's a good way to finish the whole season, potentially. Just got to get that accommodation, don't you? That's the trick. Correct. But look, I've slept, there's been, uh, I've slept in worse than a swag, that's for sure. So I'm sure that we could get a few swags out, out in the backyard of someone's house. Yeah, great idea. You've got to so, find a house. Yeah, uh, we're just kind of we're in the in the planning stage at the moment. Paul uh, was supposed to call me this just before this, and he obviously forgot. Similar to how he forgets to pick the phone up when you do call him. Um, Fair enough. Nah, so that's all good. But Ada, thanks for jumping on board. Thanks, um, I know we'll you wanted to do you, this um, from the start. We'll, we'll see you on. Um, well, hopefully the presentation day vote count rolled into one. Hey, how good would that be? Yep, including, mm. oh, first of all, we're going to have the thirds final, so we're looking forward to that. We've got Joel McKee and Matty Mitchell on tomorrow night, and then we've got Al and Joey from the girls coming on Monday. So a little lockdown treat for our, our Brindisi business listeners and uh, especially our mate out in Albany. How are we rating on uh, the podcast at the moment? We're up there with Dylan friends, are we? Or we're not Through the road. Through the road. Through the road. We are going global. We we've got. <laughs> is, it, is, is it the Solomon Islands where Joel McKee's uh, listeners from? New Caledonia. New Caledonia. <laughs> sorry, New Caledonia. The number one podcast in New Caledonia. Where? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, fellas. Uh, Benny, lucky. I'll see you tomorrow night. Ada, we'll be in touch. Okay. We're, we're going to get Big Levi some work. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's going to Gold Coast, mate. Oh. <laughs> he's living down Geelong. I think he's yeah. 
And yeah. John. All right. Awesome. All right. Catch you guys. See you, boys. Pleasure. Josh, if you hit unrecord. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, there you go.